The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to answer some listener questions related to the hottest topic of the year in the SEO community, Core Web Vitals. Joining us today is Carl Kleinschmidt, who is a senior SEO consultant for Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And today, Carl and I are going to discuss optimizing your core web vitals, hopefully through answering some of your questions. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Carl Kleinschmidt, Senior SEO Consultant at Searchmetrics. Carl, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast, buddy. Good to, good to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back. Second time on the show here. I know that we did Core Web Vitals Week when we really got into the details of defining the Core Web Vitals. And you've become not only search metrics, but the voices of search communities go-to guy when it comes to figuring out what the hell's going on with our CWVs, Core Web Vitals. How's it feel to be a Core Web Vitals celebrity? It's been interesting. I've been building tools and talking about it now for almost four or five months, coming up on half a year where I've been spending a lot of time on this topic and thinking of how to scale it and how to make it actionable. It's been an interesting journey. Well, I appreciate you and all your knowledge. And let's get into some of the questions that the Voices of Search and Search Metrics community have asked you about Core Web Vitals. First off, what's the most commonly asked question when it comes to figuring out how to optimize your Core Web Vitals? I would say the biggest one is... How can I determine what is causing the issues and how much of an impact will that one fix have? 
like how do I prioritize my items? And what most of the people I've talked to after looking at what is causing their problems, it turns out most of the time there's like two major issues. And once you fix those, then it's just becomes small optimizations. So my recommendation is find what is causing your problems, fix those, and then most of the time you'll see a huge jump in stats. So I think I'd break that up into two separate parts. How do you evaluate which part of all of the core web vitals is actually causing your website to suffer? And then what's the impact? Let's talk a little diagnosis when you're figuring out what should you consider when it comes to core web vitals? How do you actually find the problem? What's the process for either you know eliminating things that are the problem or, or pinpointing what is? So the first thing you do is you look at your stats and see which elements are moving and what does Google consider your LCP element? Once you know those, the biggest decision you need to make is, do you agree with Google? If you think Google is getting, for instance, the wrong LCP element, or you think the elements that Google is saying are moving, you don't actually think are moving, figure out why Google and you have a difference of opinion. Google is correct because they're deciding it, but figuring out why Google disagrees with you is the number one step. You know, Carl, my mother-in-law was listening to the Voices of Search podcast the other day because she wanted to make sure that I actually had a job. And she said that it's like I'm speaking in a different language. So when we talk about, for anybody that isn't totally familiar with every core web vital metric, first you have to figure out what your LCP element is. Largest contentful paint. Remind everyone what the LCP is, what that means. So the LCP is the biggest visual element inside of the viewport for the topics of this discussions. We're mostly going to be talking about mobile because that's where it has the most impact. So what is the biggest visual element in the mobile viewport? And an important note for that is it is not when the page finishes loading or at a certain time frame, Google decides when it takes that snapshot. And that is an important thing to look at because based on how you load your page, it could be your footer that is the LCP at that moment where Google decides to capture your LCP element. So Google takes a snapshot of your page at some point in time, analyzes what they capture, not necessarily with the entire page loaded, looks at the largest thing and starts evaluating it. How do you figure out if you have an LCP issue? So the first thing is if you're failing the LCP, so that's less than two and a half seconds, you're doing great. But the important thing is that you know what you want the LCP element to be and Google agrees with you. Because if that is not the case, you are leaving it up to chance what your LCP score is. A great example of this is cookie pop-ups. We've had clients that are passing LCPs because their cookie pop-ups are loading early enough and they become the LCP. And then the page is theoretically passing the LCP, but if all of a sudden something changes about how your cookie pop-up is elemented, you start failing it and you didn't change anything on your page. Again, for my mother-in-law, Sue, if you're listening, a cookie pop-up is not as delicious as you might 
think it is. It's a technical term. So Carl, you know, the first thing that we're talking about is how do you figure out which of your core web vitals is the problem, LCP being one of them. And the second one is how do you actually go out and fix it? Talk to me about fixing LCP issues. When you're trying to fix the LCP issue, the goal is to figure out why does Google believe that that is the LCP element and why is it loading so slowly? So right, there's a chance that you just have a really slow website and the element that Google chooses to be the LCP does take six seconds to load and nothing is wrong from a, what element it is, your website just takes that long to load. If that's the case, you just need to do general speed optimizations. If Google disagrees with you on the LCP element, then you need to figure out why. And that often comes down to one of two cases. Either you're rendering the website in such a way that there's a chance that Google takes a snapshot when an element is in the mobile viewport that will later be way below the uh, fold. Then you need to change how you're rendering your website. Or something like a pop-up will cause such a big change in the mobile viewport that Google decides, oh, we have a new LCP element. That's often pop-ups where if your cookie pop-up is so big that it takes over the majority of the screen, it will reset the LCP element and all of a sudden you're failing it, even though what you perceive to be the biggest element is loaded a lot earlier. Pop-ups are really tricky to troubleshoot. It, there's a, a few things you can do. You can delay when the pop-up comes up until the page is done loading, and then you might get some CLS issues, but that's easier to fix than the LCP issues. But making the pop-up actually separate from the website is the most important thing for yeah. fixing pop-up. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Again, for people that are still figuring out which of the core web vitals is which, CLS, cumulative layout shift, that's when your page is jumping all over the place. Google is basically saying, when does your page 
stop moving around and they evaluate page speed based on they evaluate that as a core web vital. Talk to me about some of the other changes. We talked a little bit about LCP. Now I'm mentioning cumulative layout shift. What are some of the other questions that people were asking you about figuring out what to optimize and how to optimize? Well, the first thing people often ask me is how is the CLS score calculated? Because everyone understands seconds, which is how long it takes to load, but the CLS score is a made-up stat that I'm not sure if it was Google or Lighthouse, but someone came up with. And so the way it's calculated is what percentage of the screen is moving and how big is the move. And so we've seen very weird situations where small elements move a lot and other situations where big elements move a little. And so figuring out exactly how much each element is moving that contributes to the score is how you troubleshoot it. And the biggest thing to keep in mind is if you're not following best practices for how you write your HTML code, the element that is in the PageSpeed Insights report that is the CLS element, that could just be the container for, for instance, your entire body. So if you have a tag at the top that is encompassing everything in the body tag, and then Google says you tells you, oh, that's the element that's moving, then basically Google is saying that not your third-party tag is moving, but everything inside of that third-party tag is moving. And then you need to figure out why is such a large portion of my page moving. So when you think about some of the, we're talking about some of the more common questions that people were asking you, what is one question that someone asked you about core web vitals that caught you a little by surprise or wasn't something that you had thought about before? One example I would say is third-party fonts. Someone thought that the fonts were contributing to their CLS scores, which I had never thought about that when people use third-party fonts, they often have fallback fonts. So while the page is loading, they're using their fallback font, and then the third-party font loads and completely changes the layout of the page and therefore causes a CLS problem. That is, only happens in very extreme situations, but it's definitely something to look out for. So what's the best practice here? If you want a specific design, you want that third-party font look and feel, but you're concerned about what impact it will have on your core Web Vitals score, you mentioned a a fallback font. Are third-party fonts just something that you should stay away from? Or is there a way to make sure that you can use them without actually impacting your efficiency? If you want to be 100% sure that it's not affecting you, there's two things that you can do. You can host the fonts yourself or you can preload the fonts. Both will severely reduce the impact of it because the website won't have to go get the fonts during the loading of the web page. They will already have it. So that would reduce the resetting of the page when the font loads. So the last question I have for you today is when you think about setting yourself up for success when it comes to core web vitals. You know, there's best practices in terms of evaluating your core web vital scores in terms of troubleshooting. What are some of the ways that you can take your core web vitals to the next level? You know, should you be using 
platforms like AMP? Are there any other resources that you recommend integrating into your workflow to just avoid Core Web Vitals problems altogether? I think that's one of the things that makes Core Web Vitals unique is that no matter what platform you're using, you have to keep it in mind. Even with AMP, there could be some Core Web Vitals issues because it is not how Google crawls your site. It is visitors going to your site. And so even if you have AMP versions of every single one of your pages, unless the majority of your visitors go to your AMP pages, rolling out AMP will have almost zero impact on your Core Web Vitals. So yes, there are solutions that you can implement, platforms that will make your site load faster or more consistently. It's really hard to give generic advice on that topic, but the biggest thing is to look where the majority of your people are going and are they new or versus returning customers and then making optimizations decisions for the largest percentage of your visitors. At the end of the day, monitoring and evaluating and optimizing your core web vitals may sound like a lot of work, but in reality, what Google is doing is they're giving us tools to be more efficient and understand how they're evaluating us. And so, you know, I think that there's ways to think about core web vitals as, eh, this is just another thing that we got to make sure we monitor and evaluate. And the flip side, this gives you more information into how Google was already evaluating your content and your website. So we're going to bring Carl back tomorrow to continue this conversation, talking about understanding not only core web vitals, but how do you navigate the difference versus lab and field data to make sure that your site is performing efficiently. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Carl Kleinschmidt, a senior SEO consultant at Searchmetrics. Join us again tomorrow when Carl and I talk about navigating field versus lab data when it comes to your core web vitals. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Carl, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is mastermind1429. That's M-A-S-T-E-R-M-I-N-D-1429. Or you could visit his website, which is carlkleinschmidt.com, K-A-R-L-K-L-I-E-N-S-C-H-M-I-D-T.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. 
Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 